Today's gospel reading is from Luke chapter 8. Then they arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High, God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion. For many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of our Lord. As expected, class lists were tucked into my kids' backpacks the week before Valentine's Day. The sheet of paper included everyone's first name and the first initial of the last name in alphabetical order. The instructions were clear. We're having a Valentine's party. If you choose to bring Valentine cards, please bring one for each child. Here are the lists of names of everyone in the class. Now imagine for a moment that instead of the first name and the last initial of each child, the class list looked like this. Bedwetter, autistic, adopted, crack baby, being raised by grandparents, free and reduced lunch, speech impediment, OCD, divorced parents, overly shy, ESL, repeating second grade, ADHD, fetal alcohol syndrome, blended family. Imagine addressing class valentines according to the categories or circumstances of kids rather than their real names, their given names. Jesus gets into a boat and crosses to the other side of the lake. 
Immediately, a man who is out of swords, possessed by demons, meets Jesus at the shoreline. Jesus simply asks, what is your name? Legion, the man replies. Legion, known as the occupying presence of the Roman army. Legion, meaning 6,000 soldiers. This man's name speaks to his ailment. He is possessed by more demons than one could count. And it's difficult for us to truly understand demonic forces that were present in Jesus' time. For us today, the closest that we can relate is severe mental illness. The man, Legion, has been outcast, naked, living in the tombs, the people in his community have shackled him in an attempt to control him, yet he still runs wild. He is the pain point within his community, the one people are worried about, the one people talk about. The community is known for this man. And Jesus sees him, asks him his name, and heals him. The demons are ordered out of the man into a herd of pigs that go crazy and run off the side of the cliff to their own death. Jesus has ended the chaos of the community. His power known now even greater than the multitude of evil spirits. This man is free and whole again. The townspeople gather. Legion, the man known only as the crazy one, is now walking around healthy and clothed. What should we call him now? Who will we talk about now? This story does not end neatly with a tied bow. The man's renewed health and well-being is not met with celebration. The townspeople gather wondrously, miraculously, a man has been healed and demons have been conquered, yet, our herd of pigs is gone. The livelihood of business in our community has been altered. There is a cost to this healing. The community is changed. If a crazy man can be cured, what is next for us? They can't see beyond their fear. It's too much. And so they ask Jesus to go away. And then that man, we never get to hear his real name. He asked Jesus if he can follow him to become his newest disciple. Here is the odd good news in this story. Jesus says, no, stay here. To go back to your community, that place where you have been chained up, cast aside and known as crazy. Go back, go back among the known places and the known people and tell your story. This man called Legion is not the only one who was in need of healing. The community needs healing too. And somehow Jesus knows that this man's presence and his story can now bring healing to others. Jesus does not stay to make this community all right. They're left to figure it out on their own. 
He simply says to the man, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. Jesus' healing spirit will move from this man's story as a means of healing and restoration to others in his neighborhood. The one who has been kept away is now the one who can bring people together. Now, as outlandish as this Valentine's list can seem, it is the reality that we hear in this story and what we experience in our own lives. We draw circles and we make categories and judgments of people based on many things, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, economic status, without even knowing their names or their stories. There are many connections of this story to our lives today. I can speak most honestly about my own. I decided to stay in my house after I was divorced. It was an awkward time for me. I was known to my neighbors as married, and now I was not quite so sure how I would be known as single. I remember making a courageous decision to attend a neighborhood gathering. While at the party, an unknown neighbor asked where I lived. And when I told her, she responded, oh, you're the one who lives alone. I felt the burning of tears in the corner of my eyes. The conversation didn't improve much, and I left the party feeling sad and alone. And over time, I connected more with my neighbors, sharing more about my story and the faith that had begun to grow from my divorce and from my healing. And with that, connecting on a deeper level with many who were living right next to me, who also had stories of suffering and new beginnings. All of this took time and guts, but I think it's one example of many and how we can learn from each other and be changed by each other. But it's still difficult. Even now in my marriage to Randy and as a mom, I still can feel the burn when I'm simply classified as divorced. It may be a simple category or a box to be checked on a form, but it can't hold my own, my whole story. Divorce female is not my name. We make broad judgments about gender, marital status, religion, and sexual orientation and race. It's easier for us to be concerned with another's supposed difference than looking at our own inadequacies. This is where fear brews. Yet Jesus sees this all. He enters it all. And his healing spirit is given for the sake of community. We are each included in God's healing. We each have a name and a story to tell. What I have learned over these weeks of epiphany is the name of hungry kids at Northport Elementary and with them 
the stories of mentoring adults who have been changed by their interactions with these beautiful children and their families. Poverty holds the names and stories of people like Maria and community members like Marlene and Dan who can meet and connect and tap into our community's healing power. Paul and Lori, I know you won't be talking about some broad category of incarceration today. You will speak the names and the stories and talk about relationships and restoration. Jesus heals the demon-possessed man, and this healing was given for the sake of community. Jesus sends us now and today into our neighborhoods, our churches, and our classrooms so names and stories can be heard and shared. This is where Jesus and his healing will always be found. Amen.